You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for August 28, 2022, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by Dr. Jewel Bickle. It's based on Luke chapter 14, verse 1, and verses 7 through 14. Uh, it's lovely to see you all here today. If you don't know me, my name is Jewel Bickle, and I'm better known around here as Dr. J. Uh, My greatest claim to fame, at least in my opinion, is that I happen to be married to Father Justin, whom I met at Yale Divinity School. And a little trivia for you is that we actually went on our very first date this week, 10 years ago. I know, right? Uh, Yeah, the story... (laughs) The story of our relationship is a sermon for another day, though, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, Although it's been a while, as you can see, since I was at Yale Divinity School, every so often, the clergy of St. Mark's asked me to preach, to provide a different perspective, and to give them a week off. (laughs) Well-deserved, I should say. So, for today, I have a question for you. Does anyone else enjoy the genre of self-improvement? Don't look so skeptical, just wait. Just wait and see. Bookstores, newspapers, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all these things are filled with tips and tricks to make your life more successful and to make you happier. You know what I'm talking about now? Mm -hmm. Do you want to learn to stand up for yourself? They can teach you that. Do you want to learn patience? Instagram says it can help you here, too. Would you like to get your kids to school on time? All the parenting magazines are filled with suggestions this month. Like, have you tried putting them to sleep in their school clothes in the car? (laughs) Seriously, I did see that in one of the... Now, my personal favorite, right, is would you like to wake up before the rest of the world to exercise? Meditate, walk the dog, eat breakfast, shower, put on a clean outfit, have your hair done nicely, and get your family out the door, all while still having a little bit of time for yourself? Sign me up. I love this kind of stuff because I'm always looking for that one life-changing tip that's going to suddenly motivate me, uh, organize my life, and teach me how to spell. Unfortunately, despite my hours and hours of research, I am yet to find that one idea that fixes all the things I dislike about myself. Now, in our lesson this week, Jesus doesn't provide practical advice, even if some people interpret him to, right? He's not going to give you some kind of life hack that saves you time and money, like five easy crockpot meals that are cheap and healthy and everyone in the family loves. It's not what he's doing. Instead, what he has to say teaches us a lot about humility, our worth, and who we really are. So, let's start with humility. Humility has always seemed like a key component of Christian life for me. Perhaps it's because of, you know, growing up in the church, some of my role models were exemplars of humility. Or it might be the fact that we discussed this gospel lesson what feels like three or four times a year when I was a kid. For those of you who watch the podcast, you may have heard this, but I have this distinct memory from my childhood about talking about humility in Sunday school. 
my sweet, sweet, sweet Sunday school teacher, was really trying to help us be good Christians. I think this is true. Her takeaway from the lesson was that we shouldn't speak too highly of ourselves. In fact, we maybe even put ourselves down a little bit, and we'd be rewarded by people complimenting us. You can kind of see where that interpretation comes from. Jesus says, pick the lowest seat and you'll be honored. I wouldn't be surprised if several of the disciples missed Jesus' point in the same sort of way, right? They're like, okay, next banquet, sitting at the lowest end of the table, Jesus will tell me I'm important then. Got it. Or can you imagine showing up late to the party and asking someone, what is Jesus talking about? At least a few confident disciples are going to whisper, seating arrangements. Now, it might be obvious to us that Jesus is not talking about dinner party etiquette. But my Sunday school teacher and the disciples are not the only ones to kind of suggest this crude interpretation of humility, right? Uh, This is the kind of humility I would wager that you see the most out in the wild. Not a real humility, but false humility, posturing. People using humility as a tool or weapon in order to prop themselves up. Perhaps this is why humility gets such a bad rap in our society, because it's often used against others rather than for them as it's intended. Now, I want you to take a second and picture a humble person. I know this is not just like some person you know who happens to be humble, just the idea of a humble person. What are they like? Are they quiet? Meek? Calm? Patient? Do they have a job? Or children? Or deadlines? Do they look anything like you? Or do you feel hopeless about being humble in your own life? Real humility is not so easy to quantify. Because most often, genuine humility is unnoticed, unmentioned, and without any fanfare. It is difficult to point out true acts of humility because, by definition, it's understated. What's so striking about what my Sunday school teacher said of humility, this not thinking too highly of ourselves, is that it's not related to accurately thinking about ourselves at all. It doesn't matter if you're actually good or bad at something. It's about acting a certain way so others treat you in a way you want. But real humility is actually way more uncomfortable than just not thinking highly of yourself, right? It seeks to think rightly about yourself. Not too much, not too little, like Goldilocks. Think of ourselves just as we are. Because humility is about accepting our limitations, it's in many ways about accepting ourselves as we are. Accepting our unique gifts and abilities, and accepting our faults and weaknesses. Think about some of your insecurities. You know, those things you're trying to hide, improve, or eliminate from yourself. 
Admitting them is not admitting defeat. Having faults does not define your worth. Some of you, some of us, might live like every mistake you make takes away some of your value. But it's not true. The real you isn't what you do. So that means your value doesn't come from your strengths either. Thankfully, our ability doesn't come from uh, whether or not we can spell, like Justin, or not spell, like me, or from your talent at lacrosse, or from being the best parent, the best friend, supervisor, superhuman that's ever existed. Because everyone has to accept their finitude. You can be the most organized person in the world, but you still can't be in two places at once. You may be a pro at time management, but you can't add more hours to the day. And you may be the absolute best there's ever been, but you're still mortal. Let me show you where our worth really comes from. It's in the second part of our gospel lesson for today. Jesus encourages us to invite those who cannot ever pay us back. Since we've established this isn't about actual dinner parties, what is Jesus saying? Jesus is commending us to welcome and care for those who don't seemingly add any value to our lives. But this encouragement doesn't come out of nowhere, right? It's the very playbook that God uses. Thankfully for us, we are those that God has chosen to invite. Those who could never pay God back, no matter how good we are. Instead, because of our worth, comes from this invitation we had nothing to do with, we can live at peace with ourselves, at peace with our limitations. And in case you start to doubt your worth, remember you are who God chose to invite, and God continues to invite you again and again, forever, to join here, this very feast. Does this mean I'm gonna give up on my TikToks, of TikToks and Instagram videos with self-help? Probably not. But I hope that as I try to balance eating right and exercising and learning to spell, I'm reminded that achievement or no achievement I've already received my invitation, one to eternal life. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanaan.org.